Welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. And in this episode, I'll be doing an NFL weekend recap as far as all the games from yesterday's action. Starting with the Bears and the Panthers, the Bears won 23-16. The Bears improved their record to 5-1 and one in the NFC North and are in first place, while the Panthers are 3-3 three and three and in third place in the NFC South. All the Bears games this year so far have come down to where the final score is within a score as far as their margin of victory and even their one loss came against the Colts where they lost by eight points, which is obviously within a score, a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And the Bears have done a nice job so far this year with playing really solid defense. Their defense keeps them in every ball game and their offense isn't amazing. On the surface, you would think, hey, they have a coach in Matt Nagy who is an offensive wizard and he came from the Chiefs when he took the job with the Bears as he was on the Chiefs staff before he went to the Bears. And you would think, hey, he's got an innovative offense. And yes, he does have an innovative offense and a really solid thinking as far as offensively, but his players haven't really produced in the way that he wants as far as having a super talented explosive offense with a lot of points, but that hasn't gotten in the way of their success. They do still have really solid offensive players. As all you listeners know, the really good players on their offensive side of the ball, but their defense has done a nice job. And that's definitely something that for any team that's productive, you want a good defense and you want a defense that's going to keep you in those ball games so that way it can go either way at the end and you give yourself the best chance to win. While for the Panthers, they lost and it's something where they have been kind of up and down this year. Their first year head coach, Matt Rule, is a solid offensive mind and they've came into the season with Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback. He was signed to that big contract in the offseason. And he's showed flashes of doing really well. And he's a dual threat quarterback where he can run it really effectively and then he can pass it all right, even though he's not the greatest passer. I think from last night's game against the Panthers, or rather yesterday afternoon's game against the Panthers, he had a pass where he missed a wide open DJ Moore, and it was definitely a tough play because it was a play where if he hit the pass, he would have scored and they probably would have tied the game for the Panthers. So he's definitely a quality quarterback as far as a thrower, but sometimes he isn't as accurate as, as you maybe want him to be. So that inconsistency in offense as far as the ups and downs of that. And it seems like, at least from watching yesterday's game, he's been more of a run-first quarterback where he, he has a tendency to, to run as far as that goes and and kind of avoid looking for a second, third, fourth read. And, yeah, sometimes he does look for that read, but other times he 
decides to run right away when he maybe could pass instead. So it's something where the Panthers are kind of also on defense having to reinvent themselves. I mean, last year they had Luke Keekley, who was their captain on defense, and he's not with them anymore. He's not in the NFL anymore because he retired because he had a history with injuries. So the Panthers are still 500. They're an okay football team, but I'm sure Matt Rule, he probably wants to be better than that. But given all the inconsistencies that they've had so far this season, he's okay, I guess, with being 3-3. Three and three. They're still 10 weeks left in their season as far as games, and maybe more if they make the playoffs. So definitely some learning for them on the young season, and they'll look to bounce back in next week's game. As for the next game, the Colts defeated the Bengals by a score of 31-27. to The Bengals are 1-4-1 in fourth place in the AFC North, while the Colts are 4-2 in second place in the AFC South. This game, the Bengals got off to an early lead. They were up 21-0 early, and then the Colts really played catch-up and came back very well and ended up winning the game. And a lot of people foresaw the Colts winning this game because although the Bengals have Joe Burrow at quarterback, who's very impressive, and they have Joe Mixon as well on offense, they're just not a very good football team right now at this point in their season. And a lot of that is due to their defense, and their defense struggled. Over the course of this game, they gave up 31 points, and that was definitely something that was a big key to what hurt them again. While the Colts, they're 4-2, and two, and they got the win, and they move on to next week. The Lions defeated the Jaguars by a score of 34-16. to 16. The Lions are 2-3 and three in third place in the NFC North, while the Jaguars are 1-5 and five and in fourth place in the AFC South. This one was where the J- Lions were coming off a bye week, and they were rested, and they were ready to go, and they really showed it against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have really struggled this year. And Gardner Minshew... Minshew mania has really not been Minshew mania so far, and they've struggled. And now they're 1-5 and five and in last place in their division, while the Lions are 2-3, and three, and yeah, they're in third place in the NFC North, but maybe Coach Patricia for the Lions takes this as a good win and something they can build on. Now, obviously, they probably won't make, won't make the playoffs, but... As a team, you always have to believe in yourself, and maybe they think that they can get on a little bit of a roll here. So we'll see what happens as far as that goes. The Falcons defeated the Minnesota Vikings 40-23. to Both teams are now 1-5, and both teams are in fourth place in their division, the Falcons being in the NFC South and the Vikings being in the NFC North. And this one was a game where Kirk Cousins – throwing the ball over a lot, and he even hinted after the game in his post-game availability that he thinks that, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he thinks that he doesn't think that he will make it through the rest of the year if he keeps throwing interceptions, and that's that's true because you turn the ball over, you really 
put your team in a bad position as far as that goes. And Vikings have always had a good defense in recent memory, but this year especially, they've lost some players to free agency, to player transaction moves, and they haven't really been able to rebound as well as they have a lot of rookies, a lot of inexperience on that defense, and they're really trying to mesh together and gel together, and they haven't up until this point, and they sit at 1-5. and five. While the Falcons got a win, they got rid of Dan Quinn, their head coach, and they're playing for the interim head, head coach, and that's typically what happens initially in sports. You play for your your coach that's taken over on an interim basis, and then usually it wears off over the course of the season. But that showed its worth here, where they they really played for their interim coach, and, and they and they got the the win. The Giants defeated the Washington Football Team twenty to nineteen. The Washington Football Team is one and five in fourth place in the NFC East, while the Giants are one and five in third place in the NFC East. And this one was one where the Washington football team went for two at the very end. They didn't get it. It was under a minute left, and they tried to go for for the win, and they were unsuccessful. And the whole saying of their head coach, Ron Rivera, is Riverboat Ron. Well, Riverboat Ron went for two. He took the gamble, and it didn't pay off for him. So that's usually how it goes in sports. You take a gamble if it doesn't work for you then you don't look as good after. But if his team did make the two-pointer, then he would look like a genius. So that's usually how it plays out, and that is the recap of that game. As It was a pretty close game all the way through, but it was between two not-so-good not teams matching up as far as that goes as they're both 1-5. and five. The Ravens defeated the Eagles 30-28. Baltimore is 5-1 and one in second place in the AFC North, while Philly is 1-4-1 and one in second place in the NFC East. And this one was one where Lamar Jackson played well, and they usually have a good defense, the Ravens do, but they didn't show it in this one as far as giving up 28 points. But they still got the job done. So that's something to be said for a really good football team. Even when your one of your best strengths doesn't play as well as you want, you're still still able to get the win. And then the Steelers over the Browns, thirty-eight to seven. Pittsburgh is five and zero in first place in the AFC North, while Cleveland is four and two in third place in the AFC North. And this one was one where. Baker Mayfield struggled. Baker Mayfield even got benched, and they went to Case Keenum. And that's kind of the story of this game as far as recapping it. And the Steelers are a really good team. They have a really good defense. That's one of their best strong suits. And they held the Browns to seven points. A really dynamic Browns offense, too, even without Nick Chubb at running back. They're still really talented, and they struggled on offense. And then they're... Offense for the Steelers played well enough, too, to to get the job done in a pretty convincing fashion. The Titans defeated the Texans 42-36. to This was another game where Romeo Cornell uh, tried to go for two and tried to take a two-score lead 
as opposed to going for one at the end of the game and making an eight-point game. It didn't work out for him. And then the Titans got the ball. They scored. They kicked the extra points to go into overtime, and then they got the ball after the coin toss in overtime, went down the field, scored. Derrick Henry, most notably in this game, is just a beast. I mean, I, I feel bad for opposing defenses when they're looking at him trying to stop him in the open field because he's just a basically a freight train and he's a really powerful running back and he can chuck you over and everything. He's just a, one of the best backs in the NFL and he had a great day. He had like 200 yards or so rushing and, and some, some good scores too in the running game. In Houston, they have an interim coach too now with Romeo Cornell and Romeo went for the Gamble with the two-point conversion didn't pay off, and they ended up losing the game. The Broncos defeated the Patriots 18-12. to This one was where the Broncos had six field goals by Brandon McManus, and that was their only scoring, and they got the job done against New England. The Broncos are 2-3 and three, and in third in the NFC West, while the Patriots are 2-3 and three, and third in the AFC East. And this one was kind of lived up to Vic Bangio's coaching formula as far as how he wants to go about it usually. He obviously wants his offense to do well, but it's more of he's a defensive mind. He wants his defense to play well. He wants it to be low scoring. And that lived up to what he wants in, in an NFL game in most cases. The Dolphins defeated the Jets 24 to nothing. And the Jets are 0-6 in fourth place in the AFC East, while the Dolphins are 3-3 and in second place in the AFC East. And Ryan Fitzpatrick did a nice job for the Dolphins, and he played well. And then the Jets just aren't very good as their tough season go- continues. And then the 49ers defeated the Rams 24-16. The Rams are... Four and two in second place in the NFC West, and the Niners are three and three in fourth place in the NFC West. Now, for a little bit more extensive coverage as far as this game goes, with the Packers and this being a national sports show, as well as a Wisconsin sports show, I'll go a little bit more into depth on the Packer games as far as when I talk about them. And, yeah, I'll go into some depth on the other ones as I went into just now, but it'll be more for the Packers. So the Packers lost to the Buccaneers 38-10. to They're 4-1 and in second place in the NFC North, while the Buccaneers are 4-2 and and in first in the NFC South. And the Packers got up early 10-0. And then Tampa Bay went on a 38 to nothing scoring run. Aaron Rodgers, 160 Yards passing and two interceptions. No touchdowns for him. Their running game was shut down basically as Jamal Williams had 34 yards rushing, A.J. Dillon 31 yards rushing, and their lead back, Aaron Jones, was only held to 15 yards rushing. Devontae Adams, 61 yards receiving to lead the Packers in receiving. Tom Brady on the flip side for the Buccaneers, 166 yards passing. Ronald Jones, 113 yards rushing. Rob Gronkowski leading the receiving for them. 
with 78 yards receiving and a touchdown. Tampa Bay's defense is really legit. And they pretty much shut down the Packers' running game, which made the Packers one-dimensional. And therefore, the Buccaneers could pin their ears back and blitz while also staying good in coverage. The Buccaneers' front has a good staple of defenders with the likes of Devin White, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, and Dominican Sue. And then they're very solid in the secondary, too, covering receivers. And they added to their defense with trading for Steve McClendon, the defensive tackle for the Jets, who looks to help fill the void after they lost Vita Vey to injury earlier in the season. The Packers' identity is to run the ball first. And even they, though they have one of the best in Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, it still made it tough as far as they had abandoned their identity offensively. Packers defense has been the biggest area of concern for them so far this year, and that was consistent at last night as they didn't play that well defensively. And, yeah, the offense wasn't good in its own right, but the, it was the first game that the offense hasn't looked good. And playing catch-up in the NFL is not ideal for any team because you are forced to play pretty much perfectly. And uh, the other team who's winning can't score anymore, essentially. Every team has a stinker, you would say, as far as that goes. And the Packers had their stinker, and I have no doubt they'll bounce back and still be a force within the playoff picture. There's a reason in the NFL, and there's a reason that there are teams that are really tough, and it's very rare to go undefeated. And... In fact, sometimes for the Packers, it's good, sometimes good to get dealt a little slice of humble pie, and it makes you zero in even further on what you need to improve the rest of the season. So next for the Packers, they'll have the Texans on the road, and the Buccaneers will have the Las Vegas Raiders on the road. The Packers' next stretch of games is favorable, as they will still need to show well, as sometimes some matchups can look favorable on the schedule, but you don't play up to your talents then you sometimes lose so they'll need to not underestimate their opponents coming up and do well and they should be fine and one of the best teams in the nfl and one of the best teams in the nfc no doubt so that'll about do it for this episode of big a sports show i'm your host adam van handel i hope that you have liked my episodes up until this point and will continue to like them and if you want to spread the word about my show you can as well as myself, and I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to talking with you all very, very soon.